On today's episode of Living the Life podcast, I have with me a very special guest. He is a youth and a youth leader. He is a youth ambassador with innovative tools for expanding HIV self-testing, also known as Youth by Youth. He currently serves as the coordinator of Morimi Youth Development Projects. He is also serving as a member Lagos State University Medical Students Association, CINET. He volunteers at the Feeders Foundation. He was selected by the Esalbai Global Academy in 2019 as one of 50 global young leaders to attain the Esalbai Student Leadership Summit at the University of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, United States of America. He is a member of the UNFPA YPP Lagos. He was also the very first Lagos State Youth Ambassador. He is a 400-level medical student at the Lagos State University College of Medicine. He is working to build Nigeria's first digital parenting manual for standardized child rearing and development. Please join me as I welcome Lana promise to today's show. So you're welcome to Living the Life podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here with me today and to be a special guest on Living the Life podcast. Um, yeah, interestingly, this month is your birthday. You celebrated your birthday a couple days ago, right? And yeah, so let's start from that. So happy birthday to you once again, okay? And funny, you know, I've seen a lot of you guys, uh, my friends on Facebook, a lot of the people I mentor, I've seen a lot of them celebrating birthday this June, and I'm like, uh-oh, what's happening in June? Okay, <laughs> so... But it's good to have you there, and uh, hopefully I can catch up with. I think I'm just gonna like kind of. I'm thinking of dedicating this month to, you know, you to to those of you that are celebrating your birthdays. So I may just decide to um, do a show throughout this month with each and every one of you as much as I can get hold of. Okay, especially those of you that are doing great things with your youth so i'm going to start right on that i noticed um your write-up or your post with, with regards to your birthday i read it and uh, i'm going to start from there so okay. a summary of your post was like this is not just a birthday this is not just like another three six five years or like another another year you set goals and you met those goals or you are glad. So am I right? Is that what I saw there? Yeah, okay. absolutely. absolutely. Okay, so I want you to talk a little bit about what's made this birthday spectacular with regards to those goals. I don't mean you should tell me your goals, but um, if, if there's any of them you can share, those goals you actually met or whatever uh, made this, made you know you to write such an expression because I feel it's uh it's it's it was remarkable and it was really significant to you. So 
Do you want to talk about that? Or the, especially, yeah. I mean, the giant strides that you made. Oh, mm. yeah. Okay. So um, first, thanks for having me. It's really a privilege to, to be here this time. So, so like I wrote in the post, um, from secondary school, I had set goals of where I wanted to be by the age of 25. And let me add that. So I clocked 25 oh. on the occasion of this birthday. And, and one of the things that, yes, thank you. One of the things, one of the goals I had set, you know, was to to have become a medical doctor by 25. And despite Nigerian factor and several other things, I think I'm on that journey I'm making rapid progress in medical school as we speak. And other things that I'd written down at that time to get done by the by this age, you know, are also on course and most of them are things that I've already accomplished. So that's the 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 idea and the story behind saying on Facebook that marking this year's birthday was not just another commemoration. It yeah. wasn't just another happy birthday celebrate. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Oh. So happy silver jubilee to you, right? That's 25th. It's a silver jubilee. That is very good and you know very very interesting. And um, of course, I know you're a medical student. And um, so I've set a goal before, while you were in secondary school, right? And that you wanted to be a doctor by 25 or by your 25th birthday. And here you are. What level are you now? In the medical Fourth school? Year Fourth year. Okay, so yeah. that is good. That is very good. Yes, you have not graduated, but you are on your way. You know, you are closer to it than being further from it. So congratulations. and. In a few more years, we would have that celebration, okay? So that is good. I'm glad to hear that. Congratulations on that. And that is worth, worth it. So thank God for that for you. Um, so um, the, the, you know, as you know, Living the Life podcast, the, the goal is that we want to encourage people to uh, discover their purpose in case they don't know it. And for those that have known their purpose to achieve the purpose, um, you know, for people to live the truest self-expression they could ever live. Like it's not, you know, many people live in this world, a lot don't even know why they are here. They are on the jobs that they don't like. They do, or they are on what is available. They've made it, they, they are available to just be what they desire, not necessarily what they want to be. So, and some are in some very terrible situations, terrible relationships, and, uh, you know, like living, living, living life to them is just a kind of a sorrow. They are not, they're not happy. And of course, these are some of the things that lead to depression or suicidal thoughts eventually. So on this podcast show, my goal is to, you know, help people to think deeply about themselves. And um, um, as, especially when people are in their, you know, that's youthful age, you understand? So you get to start thinking about why am I here? What am I created for? 
especially if you're somebody that believes you are created by God. He has made you for a purpose. So that is what uh, I am driving at. So to know your, your purpose here on earth and to walk towards it and to live the truest expression of yourself so that you can be self-actualized and you can be happy that, yes, I am living the life that I want to live. Some people, are, they even have the money, yet they are not happy. So it's not about having money or having a good job. It's about doing what you were created to do and that thing that gives you joy, okay? And that thing that you receive God's blessings on, okay? So that is it. And so I am glad that, you know, you set goals, you desired it as a child. Uh, oh, sorry, yes, yes, in your probably in your teenage days. And here you are, you are on, on the way to that. That is good. I also know that you do um, a couple, you know, different things. And, you know, I know you have this very large portfolio. First of all, I met you were, uh, on your journey to becoming the first youth ambassador of Lagos State, which you were, which you actually won and you served very well. Okay, so um, at what age was that? Okay, so I was youth ambassador at age 21. Okay, so that was four years ago, yes. And you really made everyone proud. I was proud to be your facilitator and I'm proud to still be with you now, you know? So you are truly um, an admirable youth and a very strong youth leader as well. So I admire your intellect, you know, and everything that makes you. So just know that I'm here rooting for you all the time. And um, so I also want to, yeah, that, that will lead me to, uh, you know, the next thing I want to talk to you about, about what you do. I know, so how would you, let me start with, how would you describe yourself in terms of everything you do, or uh, in terms of your interest in building the nation or, you know, social development, how would you describe yourself? Let's, in your own words, let's hear it. Okay, so I like to think of myself as a conscious Nigerian youth who has an understanding of the times we're living in and the imperative of things like governance, leadership, and politics. Um, though a lot of people like to to dissociate whatever they are doing from what is happening nationally, but I prefer to to think that a people's shared destiny is actually strongly tied to these three things I've mentioned: leadership, governance, and so. What I'm saying, in essence, is if you think about my medical education, if there's a wrong policy of government that would adversely affect medical training in Nigeria, then there's a lot to worry about. So if there's a policy of government that, that is out to stifle communication in the civic space, that's going to adversely affect whatever I do in the civic space as a young leader in Nigeria. So I like to, to think of myself as somebody whose destiny is, is tied to whatever happens to governance, leadership, and politics in the hands of state actors and non-state actors. And that explains my deep interest in national issues and 
and other things around that. So, and I feel that working in the civic space, particularly in the social impact side of things, is one of the strongest ways to actually get to influence policies of governments, give relevant feedbacks, and actually brainstorm on how things could be done just a little better. So, in a nutshell, I like to think of myself as a conscious Nigerian youth who is really interested in doing whatever is possible, whatever is, you know, right to ensure that we have a better future. Awesome, awesome. A conscious Nigerian youth. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is unique, okay? That is unique. I, I, was, I was probably thinking of, in another direction of what you're going to say, but that is unique and it's good to be unique. It's very, very much welcome. So a conscious Nigerian youth you are, and uh, you're interested in governance, in leadership, in politics, right? You know, just to make sure that we live in a better, you know, um, society. Um, yeah, I'm a Nigerian and a very conscious one at that. But um, I would say, I would agree and I would give it to you that you are probably uh, more conscious than I am in terms of politics. So for me, I am scared of politics, okay? I am scared of politics. I've, I've always been scared of politics. And I remember that um, when I was younger, you know, maybe, maybe in the university days, you know, that, that's still like some years ago, I used to tell myself that I cannot marry a politician because I was, I, I was so scared of being a politician because of the insecurity that is there, because of um, the risk to their safety that is there. I'll ask you, I say, youth, how do you feel about, do you think uh, my fears are justified in terms of being an activist, a youth activist, going out, standing for your rights, especially where all, even all contesting for positions, you know, like public offices and, you know, looking at it or aspiring to go into politics in terms of, you know, maybe at national level or even at, um, um, is, even at um, state level or national level. So at this, how do you, are these fears justified or do you think it's better or do you think one can really, you know, boldly come out and say what they need to say? What do you think? I've, I've grown that age now, but of course I still, I see a lot of you people like as in youths that are doing these things, which I admire. Do you ever feel like a threat to your life or do you ever, are you ever afraid of pursuing this passion in you when you look at what is happening? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I like to think that your fears my fears and, and the fears of everyone are actually justified because I think that um, the politics in Nigeria is one of the most dangerous anywhere else. I mean, in other climes, things are not taken as seriously or taken to the extreme as they are in Nigeria. And the average Nigerian young person does not want to have anything to do with politics. But the little interest that people like myself have in it is because of our realization of the fact that whether we like it or not, the box stops at the table of decision makers. 
So down to to little choices like what we eat, the kind of schools we go to, the kind of society we live in, these are decisions that are made by elected representatives who serve in government. And I like to think that one of the reasons why we we are where we are as a nation is the era of, of, of a lot of enlightened Nigerians who lived in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s who, who would have done better if they had actually participated in politics, if they had contested for offices and they had gotten into relevant positions. Perhaps they would have done a lot better than what we have. I mean, this is 2021 and we're talking about things like having Twitter ban in Nigeria, we're talking about mm -hmm. gross insecurity. All of these things I like to believe happened because the, the, the enlightened class, the elite, actually left politics to be handled by people who are not so grounded, people who are not mm -hmm. so trained to take up positions like serving in the Senate, serving in the House of Reps, becoming a local government chairman and all of these things. So if you take a quick look at most of these positions in Nigeria, you'll find that there are a lot of people of questionable character and competence holding some of the highest offices in the land. So regardless of whatever you think you know, regardless of whatever exposure I might think I, I have, whether I like it or not, the fate of my local government will be decided by whoever sits in the office of the council mayor. So yeah. if we all sit back because of our fears and we don't participate, what it means is that we are we are like what's the word now? We are like we are like leaving the the, the most important decisions about our mm -hmm. lives be made by others. And where the problem lies is that we are not even sure whether these people are people who can be trusted enough to make the right decisions on our behalf. So talking about, about fears again, so Nigeria is, is unfortunately, is a very hostile environment for, mm -hmm. for anyone who wants to participate in politics. But like everything else, I think sometimes we need to, to actually do more than be scared. We yeah. need to get involved. And, and one thing that I like to say to young people, and I say to myself all the time is, I think if we, if we start small, if we begin from the grassroots and we start trying to, to, to get involved, participate, know what is happening in your world, attend world meetings, so that at that level, you can have a say before somebody is elected into office. Now, one of the things about democracy for me is the fact okay, that there's very- Let me pursue on that, okay? okay? You'll come back to that. Let me pursue on that. Um, what I got from what you said is the passion to succeed or, mm -hmm. or the need to have um, a better society or better governance is much bigger than the fear. The need is very incumbent. We cannot afford to let our fears, okay, of the threat to our life or to our safety, we cannot allow it to disallow us from pursuing a better society or a better life for ourselves and for the future generation, okay? And um, in like manner to that, I would like to say that 
even apart from politics, in every life issue or most life issues, I believe this and I've often heard other intellects say the same thing that, you know, because we have faith or because we have fear does not mean that we do not have faith. Faith and fear kind of work together. We could be fearful even when we have faith. So, but we do not succumb to the fear. So, of course, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things we have not seen. So in the midst of our faith, there could be fear. So we shouldn't rub that off. And that is what exactly you have said, which I totally agree with, okay? Yeah, so um, I don't know if uh, I would ever like go into politics, you know, because it's uh, probably not, not, not because of fear now, but maybe not just my area of strength. You know, we all have <laughs> what we are called for, but certainly um, I will do my bit as I'm doing and I will continue to do that. And of course, when it comes to this um, threat to life, I will, uh, I will be like uh, uh, the biblical Nehemiah and then I will continue to support with my prayers, you know, especially for my loved ones that are there. And I know that God will hear. So you also mentioned um, something about, I want us to quickly look at the current situation. I'm not in Nigeria at the moment, but the truth is my heart and a whole lot of other people in diaspora breaks, you know, especially for our people that are there. We still have family members there. We have loved ones, we have friends, okay? Because I don't think there's really any, 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 anyone abroad that will say they don't have someone close to them still back home. And then especially the rate of kidnapping and all the insecurities going on. It's really, really saddening. And uh, even though we kind of feel better where we are, but then at the same time, we still feel so sorrowful and so, you know, so worried about the people there. Um, yeah, we read it on the news, but then um, I want you to just talk briefly. What is the current situation? Like, what are those burning issues? Yes, you talked about Twitter, brand, and I think everyone thinks that is really, really, you know, uncalled for and really weird in a, in a democratic nation, in a society where we are practicing democracy. And then, you know, everyone is shut out of Twitter for one thing or the other. So yeah, what are those pressing issues? Yeah, that's are really, really so hard and so, you know, making life harder back at home right now. Okay, so, so I think it's really hard to to know where to start, you know, in answering in your your question, right? Because there are really, really, really a wide range of issues that we're dealing with in, in Nigeria as we speak. But one that I think serves as the foundation of every other thing is the political ineptitude that we have in Nigeria almost at all levels. From the president who wears the highest crown to the to the to the ward councillor, who is like the the least on the on the ladder of power in our politics, there's a lot of political ineptitude. There's a huge gap in competence. There's a huge gap in character. You know, these are days when 
calls for accountability, calls for government to just do what they were put in office to do. You know, I met with intolerance, I met with violence and all of that. So this political ineptitude has, has manifested in several ways. Now we're dealing with, with humongous corruption, we're dealing with gross insecurity, we're dealing with nepotism, we're dealing with unemployment. And to talk about insecurity alone, it's a handful. So we have Boko Haram. I mean, that's, that's, that's a terrorist organization what? that the Nigerian state has fought unsuccessfully for years. Yeah, okay. exactly. It's not as if I'm trying to be like, I don't know what is happening because I watch the news, you know? So of course I know, I know, yeah, that uh, employment, unemployment has been there, you know, for a very long time. I know that Boko Haram has been there. You know, I just, it's not as if I really don't know what is happening in the country, but um, uh, maybe what I'm just trying to uh, ask is people's reactions to this, you know, to this and um, what are we looking at as, um, okay, let's say, for example, the Twitter brand. What okay. are we looking at as going to be like the likely solution to it? And how has it really okay. affected, or don't let me say the solution, let me say how has it affected youth or how do you think it's affecting youth, especially those that have been influencers, you know, and a lot of communication. So how has this Twitter brand, let's just pick only that one. How okay, is it okay. really affecting young people? Okay, so I agree that the Twitter ban is a good point in case, case in point rather. So the Twitter ban, first of all, is a direct message from government about how much value it places on the rights of Nigerians. And I speak about the right of expression the right to, to freely, you know, express yourself how you feel whenever, wherever, as a citizen of Nigeria. So in other words, the Twitter ban is more or less shrinking the civic space. Now, this is an administration that has done very little town hall meetings, that has held very little fora with citizens of Nigeria, especially young people. So. For me, Twitter has always been like the last resort for Nigerian youths. That's like the only platform that the average young person in Nigeria has to one, get information, two, you know, express his herself, yeah. three, you know, come together, brainstorm, rally, plan actions, and all of these things. So, and, and we're not even talking about the 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 loss of businesses mm -hmm. you know that have come with the Twitter ban. Now one of the things that a lot of Nigerian youth have to fall back on is digital economy. A lot of young people are involved in businesses that are mainly online because they cannot afford costs to get offices because mm -hmm. we cannot afford the logistics that normally with running startups and all of that. So Twitter and other social media platforms over time have afforded young people an opportunity to actually not only express themselves, but you know, set goals, build their dreams, and actually live in those goals. Yeah. So a rash action like 
burning Twitter actually comes with inestimable loss for young people. Mm -hmm. So these days now, is that what is going on without having to rely on traditional media and PHCN does a good job in really limiting the access to that? Three, is that for young people to come together to have discussions and chat ways forward mm -hmm. as regards yeah. what is happening in the country. So, and mm -hmm. a lot of other things, you know, just yesterday on, on, on TV, I was listening to, to one of the most prominent Twitter influencers in Nigeria, Pamela Adeguke. And in his words, he, he loses, and he, this is his own personal experience. Every day he loses about 200,000 wow. because of the Twitter ban. Mm. So, and let's think about the number of other young people who are mm. tied to him, who work with him. Mm. All of a sudden, these people have become jobless. So, if you look at it from all the angles, I think exactly. it's actually a wrong step. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, you know, that's one of the things that hit my heart because this is a country where we don't even have, um, you know, sufficient jobs for young people or for youth. Um, and people have you know, gone ahead to be entrepreneurs and to find job for themselves. And they are using this platform and all of a sudden it is cut short. And this is a country where we have the president you know, saying that youth should do things for themselves. They should not be lazy. And you know, this decision was taken without even considering that this is actually a source of um, income for many youths. And these youths are doing wonderfully in the society. They are even helping, creating jobs and making money and, you know, reducing the poverty that could have, you know, salvaged the life of many young people in the country. So I, 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 I really, I know that's, that's tough. That's tough. But um, do you think we have any, uh, any solution or anything to salvage the situation? Um, anytime soon, I mean, maybe any other platform, maybe any other thing, in you, just your own opinion. I'm not trying to put you on a hot seat, but, you know, just maybe people can hear about it. What do you think? Okay, so first, I'd like to acknowledge what the international community is doing to, you know, convince the Nigerian government to, to reverse its wrong move on the Twitter ban. So I think that if the pressure continues, sooner or later the Nigerian government will have no choice than to back down on that wrong step. Now talking about self-help as to what to do to circumvent what we currently have. So a lot of people have been talking about the installation of VPNs to still continue to access Twitter despite the ban. But the downside of this is that the attorney general of the federation has recently threatened that anyone found still finding a way to access Twitter in Nigeria will be prosecuted. And that is, that is absolutely crazy, I, I, I like to say, because prosecuting anyone using Twitter mm -hmm. is absolutely strange to our law. How do you talk about prosecuting somebody on something that is not even anywhere in our laws. So in other words, what is what he was talking about is the fact that Nigeria is now a lawless country. 
where people can just be picked up because they are using a because they are using a mobile application yeah. to prosecuted and then sent to jail. So mm-hmm. I like to encourage a lot of young people to not be dissuaded by by that. And we have examples. For instance, the Redeem Christian Church of God, the Deeper Life Christian Ministry, and other big Nigerians have come out to say that they will continue to use Twitter using VPN mm-hmm. because it is in accordance with the according to the UN Declaration of Human Rights yeah. and all of that. So I think that the use of VPN can still help a lot of young people. And for those who are not so so savvy enough to go about that, I think that the fact that we still have other social media platforms like Instagram, like Facebook and other ones, you know, still provide some kind of opportunity for young people to still continue whatever they've been doing. So VPNs mm-hmm. and taking advantage of other are things that I think can really work. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's 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 a good word. And in, in addition to that, really, um, some businesses are most businesses or many businesses are internationally located. And I I also came across that response, I think from Deeper Life, like you mentioned, that of course these churches have branches all over the world. So businesses all over the world. So are you saying that because they are one of the offices in Nigeria, the Nigerian office should not, you know, make posts or do anything, you know, so which is very impossible, which is very impossible with that. And also backing it up to uh, what you said at the beginning, that we need to have credible people in positions, people that can think and you cannot just declare people criminal based on, you know, just because they gave you a look that you did not like. You understand? So that, 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 that still justifies where we started the discussion from. Thank you for your input on that. Um, away from that, okay? Um, away from, from this, um, everything about politics, but at the same time, we will still continue to, you know, do the fight and do the prayer. Yes, do the fight and do the prayer just as we did during the uh, NSAS protest. There was the rally, there was the protest, and at the same time, there was the prayer walk. And all these are working. We would not stop it. We would not be discouraged because we know that God answers prayers, okay? And so we will continue to do that. And we will continue to support, even though we are not physically present in the country, our spirits are there. And uh, because we have loved ones there, and we cannot uh, afford to, uh, you know, have them on the wrong side of history. So we will continue. Just know that we are with you, you know, spirit and soul. Um, okay. So while we are, as we're moving towards the end of this, briefly, I would like to ask you, um, you know, a little bit of what we started from, and as it relates to living the life podcast. What would you say about um your life personally are you living you know the life do you think you have found your purpose in life are you living the life that you're really happy with wow that's a huge one all right so so i like to think that 
purpose is purpose sometimes is not a destination sometimes it's a journey it's and while while the first come to understanding that okay this is what i've been created for i think that every day we continue to to live life as we continue to live life i think that we will continue to unlock more faces of whatever we've been called to do by god so while i believe that life could could be better you know if conditions were better very grateful for where I am and I I really think that I'm on course, you know, to what God has called me to 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 be and to do. Yeah, so my journey through med school, my journey in the civic space, my journey in other things I'm interested in, I like to think are things that eventually, you know, come together to actually define what God has exactly created me to 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 do, and to be specific, I think that my purpose is to actually be a light, you know, wherever I am. So, be it in academics, be it in in civic leadership, be it in in other things, I like to think that my purpose is to be a light. And as I continue to live every day, my my job, my pursuit is to do exactly that. So and my my advice for young people all the time is it's only when you don't know where you're going that everywhere else looks like where you should go. So yeah. I think that before the place of energy, before the place of energy, I think it's important to actually locate what exactly God has called us to, to do, where exactly He has called us to do it, and when exactly as well, you know, are we to do those things so pretty much i think i think i'm on the journey to purpose thank you that was very smart and very very inspiring yes you are a light a light cannot be hid you know a light that is put on the top of a table cannot be hid and that is exactly what you are doing you are not hiding your voice you're speaking up where you are, you are involved in school politics, you are involved in civic leadership, you are involved in social impacts, you know, you're doing these great things. And I know you are shining and you are eliminating those around you, which is very good, which is very, very good. That is so true and very inspiring. Yes, thank you, Lana Promise. It's been good to have you here. And um, I know that during your discussion, so I'm not gonna ask you again what you want to tell people because you have said it really, you have said it. And like you said, your um, purpose is not a destination. And I'm particularly glad that, you know, at your youth age, you have all this understanding and you are already um, occupying that space using all your talents. Our purpose is not so far from our talents and our skills and our interest and passion in life, okay? God gives us those desires to um, fuel our energy to do those things that he has created us for, to which I believe that you are doing. So it's so good to know that. And then 
I hope that many youth will, will do the same. They will find it and discover it early enough. It's it, like I always say it's a, to the people that I you know, come across or I mentor, I say, it's a question you should ask yourself. It's a question and to be candid, uh, while I was around that age that you are, while I was in the university, I really didn't have these questions asked and I probably didn't have someone tell me to ask this purpose then you understand but of course I got to ask those questions much later and it doesn't really matter when you get it what matters is once you get it once you get to hear it start pursuing it and start doing it because until then until you start living in it in that purpose you are just merely existing you have not started living so I'll draw the curtain of this. It's been nice having you, Lana. It's been very, very nice having you. And um, I want to say that I owe you a birthday gift because this is your birth month. And uh, of course, we have talked about it. So Living the Life podcast will give you a token for your birthday celebration. And then we rejoice with you and we look for many more years of great exploits and greater achievements. I trust that you have set another one, another, you know, <laughs> goals for, <laughs> for the next few years. I know you are hurt. So um, I pray for you that God will give you grace and he will crown your efforts with glory and it will be easy for you in Jesus' name. So thank you very much for showing up here. It's been a pleasure 